0: So 14 years ago, we saw the ultimate underdog IPL story. And now, in its 15th season, we have the sequel. Hardik Pandya's Gujarat Titans are IPL 2022 champions. On the Stump Mic panel today with me, Kartik Ayer. First up, Gaurav Sundar Raman. Good evening.
1: Good evening, guys. Good evening, uh, Kartik. Yeah, uh, definitely a great inter there. And underdog, it was a great underdog performance. And... Yeah, I'm looking forward to just dissect and go deep into the minds of Adik Pandya and Ashish Nehra.
0: So, oh, that, that that would be quite the journey, no, Gaurav? <laughs> uh, along with Gaurav today is Shresh Shrest, how are you doing? The IPL is over. It's done. Two plus months, right?
2: Hi, everyone. Yes, the IPL is over, but it's a bit of a bittersweet feeling. Because for the first time, there was lots at stake uh, once we entered the semi-finals, you know. And... Um, the sad thing was that only one good winner, one winner could be possible, when there were four excellent narratives for all four teams that made the top four.
0: Yeah, there was no lack of narrative, and I think in their home stadium, that crowd deserved it for the way way they were. And 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 you have to say that Gujarat Titans were were deserved winners. Okay, let let's talk about the final first. Yeah, the match in itself. Shreesh, the playoff week we have seen, we saw two thrillers, three excellent games. The final maybe didn't live up to the mark as as a contest?
2: Well, it got interesting, the final, uh, after the first two wickets fell. Uh, It's just that that's when uh, Hardik sort of showed his class of the form which he's come into this tournament with. And Shubman has shown his maturity for them to sort of, you know, break through that period and then take take the game through for Titans. Because if a wicket would have fallen there... We could have had one of the great IPL finals, uh, but they just ensured that that did not happen and it was more one-sided in the end.
0: Yeah, Hardik Pandya and Shubman Gill ensured no more stumbles in Gujarat Titans' chase of 131. Rajasthan Royals, up surprisingly, Sanju Samson won a toss. Maybe it wasn't the best thing because he chose to bat and Rajasthan Royals could manage just 130 for 9. Uh, Butler was struggling when he was out there. But we but, but saw this in the reverse fixture in Qualifier 1 against the Titans as well. Only then, he, he managed to push on later during that innings. This time, it, it didn't happen for Joss Butler, who faced 35 balls for just 39. It didn't happen for any other batter. Uh, 130 was never going to be enough. I know it's happened before. I know Mumbai... Which year was it, up when Mumbai defended one seventy odd In 2017, when Mumbai defended around 120. But it just seemed not possible once Hardik and once Shubman got going.
1: Yeah, obviously the conditions were also very different. It was favourable for batting uh, as the game uh, progressed. And that's why I was very, very surprised and shocked by the decision which uh, Sanju Samson had taken. And uh, let's just go back to the league stage. And he had lost what, 13 or 15 tosses. And he actually won two tosses in the playoffs. You know, that is like... Uh, I had actually asked in our office channel whether he is a lucky captain or an unlucky captain. You know, sometimes you want to win tosses in these key games. And uh, he did it, but uh, he won the toss, but he chose to bat, which uh, I was very surprised having won overnight the previous night uh, while chasing, right? So uh, it took me by surprise. And uh, this morning I had asked a couple of insiders what they whether that was part of the plan and whether they wanted to bat first. And I didn't get a response, which was very convincing. I think it was some decision which was kind of taken towards the last minute Uh, maybe they were just not sure or maybe the nerves of a final maybe Um, I think because finals usually team batting first have a better record I think they just kind of over analyzed a bit there but uh, whatever sources uh, I had uh, they were not very convinced that they should have batted first so that kind of tells you the story maybe nerves maybe uh, finals data Gaurav, was it a used
2: pitch? Was it the pitch from the qualifier too? Because then it might there might be some logic in the team thinking that, okay, let's be the third team to bat on this pitch and not the fourth.
1: Yeah, it was the same pitch and uh, that's exactly what Sanju Samson also had mentioned that it's a bit dry and he felt that the pitch would get slower and slower. But we didn't see that kind of purchase for, uh, for spinners and I don't, I don't think that… Uh, to be honest, uh, I think we all know that pitch reading is one of the hardest things to do. And we've seen most people get it uh, wrong 80-90% uh, uh, of the time. So, uh, only if you like really read the pitch well generally or in, in the game uh, in T20. Even the pass course, sometimes people kind of mess around with it because they just don't know. They don't read the pitch well. So, I think uh, it's a combination of all that. And uh, I think they kind of misread it because it didn't seem like it was so hard when uh, uh, Gujarat were playing. Ian Bishop, he had mentioned during one
0: of the playoffs on commentary, was he said teams that chase win more of the playoff games. We know that stat, but those are just the playoffs. When it comes to finals, I think I'm getting this right. Nine out of the 14 times before today, it's the team that's batting first that that, that has won an IPL final. So I guess runs on the board, as usual, in a final always matters. Unfortunately for Rajasthan, they didn't get runs on the board. They got just 130. Mainly, Shresth, it was due to because of Hardik Pandya. He's, he's come coming. he's bowled four overs. Heading into the tournament, there were so many question marks about Hardik. How is he going to captain? How is he going to bat? Where is he going to bat and how is he going to bowl? He's bowled his four overs, he took three wickets and he conceded his only boundaries in his final over, which was, I think, the penultimate over of, of Rajstan's innings. So impressive. Um, a player of the match, a captain's performance if there was one in the final.
2: I don't think we've had such an impressive captain's performance uh, in ages. We have to go back to Anil Kumble's 6 wicket haul in the final, which came in a losing cause, actually. So, captains do well, but uh, this was a standard performance. And uh, when he bowls, he becomes such a valuable player. I think he becomes worthy of like 12, 12 and a half uh, in a team of 11. And uh, he showed that when he bowls those lengths, uh, uh, when he bends his back, that, that very fragile back of his, uh, he remains a very potent uh, uh, seam bowling all rounder, and uh, he bowled in the good areas yesterday, and uh, he used that to his advantage to really trouble them. And the way he troubled them was not by off by off, by them by the batters attacking him and the wickets falling in the boundary line. He had his economy under control. Uh, he was he was inducing false shots as well, and then he got the reward for those efforts. You know, it wasn't that he was getting rewards for other bowlers' efforts from the other end, or that he was giving loose balls that people were getting out to. So that was most impressive,
0: and uh, I, yeah, I, I think look at that man—the man, wickets of Samson, Shimran, Hetmyer, and Josh Butler.
2: Exactly. Uh, so, 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 those are valuable wickets, and um, he he said at the end that uh, he was saving his best bowling for the last, a surprise element. And uh, if I remember correctly, yesterday the commentators were discussing that he was uh, a couple of kilometers per, if not a little bit more, uh, faster than previous. And I think that. Or made the difference also on that pitch
0: yeah Harsha Bogle in the post-match presentation the first thing he asked him was hardik 140 kilometers per hour where, where did that come from yeah super performance by hardik pandya Gaurav, the last time i spoke to you we were talking about hardik and uh and how he's going to fare with team india now i'll tell you any fan of team india is going giddy after hardik's performance performance last night but i asked you whether what role he will play for team india and, and i think the the consensus was that he will probably continue as a finisher but ever since we spoke that day a lot of times hardik has been asked himself asked this question during a lot of his interviews etc and he's always suggested that he's happy to play any role he's he's giving a very corporatized cliched answer but i would think maybe he does have different sort of aspirations for india
1: well, this is a age-old problem in Indian cricket, right? A lot of uh, players play at the top three for their franchise and they have to play in the middle for India, right? And here, in this case, it's uh, the reverse. He's actually played uh, a lower order role for uh, his franchise and now suddenly you want him to play in the top order. I think for starters, I'm a firm believer you shouldn't confuse uh, uh, the Indian team set up with the IPL uh, teams in terms of roles because we have seen it time and again that it's not happening like because the number of cricketers in a franchise uh, league is a lot more so your best cricketers come together so all of them can't open so either the selectors have to pick specific two roles or selectors have to just allow the players to adapt and figure out themselves right we've seen both work with australia we've seen both work we've seen england uh, goes pretty uh, specific on the role so i think uh, there's There's no solution to this. Uh, Having said that, like in a tour like against South Africa, maybe Hardik can play at four because you have Dinesh Karthik, the finisher who's been selected. This allows Dinesh Karthik to come back in. But, you know, when you be practical and you go back and look at uh, what it is uh, going to be like when all the stars return, I don't see Hardik batting at four there, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Otherwise, you have to push Surya down. You have to do a lot of changes there. So, we'll wait and watch how uh, things shape up. But sometimes, you just have to uh, uh, just leave it and ask if you're, if you're so good. If you're a team player and you can adapt, I'm sure Hardik can play the finisher role as well. It's not like he can't hit the ball hard. And there's no captaincy. Remember that, right? Uh, for even likes of KL Rahul. All these guys are not going to be burdened by captaincy for the Indian team. So, they can play freely. Hardik didn't seem burdened though.
0: What, what did he do right as 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 captain? Like, did, did you see anything? Was there anything specific? Or is this just something that this role has come to him so naturally that that all his teammates were in very, very high praise of him at the end of the game.
1: So, I guess uh, a lot has to do with perception. And I think all of us, uh, uh, let me talk for myself, but I was like, you know, the perception of Hadik Pandya, the cricketer, the player, the personality kind of kind of muddles your thinking a little bit. That's what I learned. Uh, I'll uh, from... put
0: my hand up. I'm I'm with you on that. I, yeah. I didn't think that it would work at all.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I didn't uh, think either. And I think that's the learning I have from uh, this entire IPL in terms of how you judge uh, teams, how you judge players. It's not... Uh, that uh, this player can't be a good captain. Sometimes, you know, I actually thought the likes of Isha Pant and KL Rahul would be really would make really good captains. But uh, the more I see it, I actually prefer the likes of Sanju and Hardik. They have been far more better tactically. And Panth has actually been a bit disappointing. I, I was just thinking that um, when you look at certain uh, tactical calls and additions, etc. So, Hardik's been calm. Adik's taken responsibility. These are things which you would expect in a leader in any walk of life and he's kind of done that very well. He's been very clear and I think there's so many things we won't know, Kartik, from sitting here in front of our systems. We won't know a lot of things but the culture is something a lot of people talk about, a lot of players talk about and I think he's he, he and Nehra might have built that culture and he's got that respect uh, from uh, his teammates which is very, very important. When your teammates think that you're not worthy of a captain or you're not performing or you're not good enough, then it's a problem and um, again, uh, I've heard many franchises telling me that sometimes captains don't even know what their team is like. Uh, they don't know the reserve players. They don't know the bench players. Uh, they don't go hang out with them and stuff. I think Hardik does all those things. He ticks all those boxes. I've seen a couple of YouTube videos of Gujarat Titan where he hangs out with the bench players and he uh, does different things with them. So, all these little, little things, uh, we we want uh, it can't be uh, seen through a scorecard. So, uh, he's done amazingly well, obviously. Having said that, different challenges will come in his um, career. This is first season. I'm sure second season, Blues will be there in terms of captaincy. Uh, whether he'll be able to continue to play this role. What happens if others perform, don't perform? So many challenges will come. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's too early to judge someone. Uh, uh, but for this season, right now, he's been top-notch. To that credit, Hartik wasn't
2: really challenged. He uh, In a game, he might have had to, but... Most of Titans' wins came in the chases. So, as a bowling captain, we didn't get to see a lot of him. We saw him the first innings a little bit here and there, calming, calming the bowlers down or having a chat with them if they got hit. But I wish I saw more of him in the chase. I mean, when he's defending a total, how is he as a bowling captain? What maneuvers he's making? That would be more interesting to see, I think. And I think that could define how his captaincy goes.
1: Yeah, just continuing with what Shesh said. The thing is that this year, since the IPL has been held in uh, few venues, right? The kind of pitches have all been pretty common. So there's a lot of things we may not know. Uh, we can't really learn. We need to unlearn a lot of things which happen in this IPL when they go back to the home and venue for home and away uh, venue format. Uh, that's when we'll get to see what Shesh is talking about because uh, uh, I think uh, again uh, a few people I was speaking to they said that the first set of pitches were so fresh that it really helped the bowlers of Gujarat and they capitalized on that. They, uh, they capitalized on those the bounds they got. Remember the likes of Umesh Shami were top-notch in the first half of the IPL even Lockie for that matter. So uh, those things kind of played uh, well. The conditions also helped them and credit to them they capitalized. There are some teams which didn't. So uh yeah so we'll wait for one more season and we'll get a better judgment of hardik the captain
0: yeah well, what 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 won't be then before next season is as big an auction as there was before this one we have heard a lot of people say that gujarat were the losers quote unquote i i don't even understand the term of of an ipl auction but but it's true in a way that their side did not fill us with confidence when we looked at it on paper it probably doesn't fill you with confidence when, when you look at it now as well. Saha, Gil, Wade, Hardik Pandya, yeah, but in coming back from injury, Hardik Pandya. David Miller, Rahul Tewatia, Rashid Khan, of course. Sai Kishore, Lockie Ferguson, yes, they are. Mohamed Shami. Is that a title-winning side? I mean, yes, it is. But is it?
1: Uh, so again, when we look at the auction, I uh, again I look at it as two separate things. Auction is different, and the, uh, uh, what you actually perform is different, right? So when we were all judging the auction and looking at the auction, I think we looked at only the auction. What they did, what do you do logically in an auction? And I think they, I still stick to that. They, their balance was not good, even with the case of Rajasthan Royals. A lot of people were uh, telling me that they, you know, they had a great auction. But their first 11 is extremely good. But after that, even if one person had an injury, uh, they would have struggled. Because they didn't have that fifth bowler. They didn't have the batting depth. And Butler had to have that epic season to kind of get them through. Sometimes we forget those things. And I think even Sangakkara kind of accepted that towards the end. uh, That they, they need to kind of figure out their batting depth a little bit, right? So... So, that's a problem in the auction. If you remember clearly, both Gujarat Titans, Rajasthan Oils, and KKR, all these three teams scrambled for a lot of names towards the last two hours, last one hour. I was looking at uh, that uh, in the last one week with Diman Zaha, unsold. David Miller, unsold. Um, uh, who else? I, a couple of names were also unsold early on which uh, Gujarat Titans bought towards the end. KKR bought Umesh Yadav, Alex Hales, not Alex Hales, Ajinkya Rahane. They bought a few people, uh, Sam Billings towards the end. Gujarat didn't pick a keeper. Do you remember? It was such a big topic of conversation till the end. Where are their keepers? And they picked two keepers who were just the last two men available. So when you see all these things, you wouldn't obviously and it's not just us, Karthik. I think every, not a soul actually predicted that Gujarat will had a great auction and they'll win, uh, win next They had a good bowling attack. No doubt about it. Rashid, Shami, uh, Lockie is a good core and you had, they remember they had Jason Roy up front. So Roy, uh, Hardik Pandya, and these five names are a good core and if everything had to come together for them, for them to perform well. And it did. So uh, so again, like I, like I keep saying, yes, the auction was still not great for these teams, but they somehow managed to punch above their weight. So what we've learned is, yes, auction is just 50% of the whole IPL and the remaining 50% is to go there and actually execute and perform your roles very well. And uh, in the case of Mumbai, for example, they didn't. Even though they kind of had a decent first 11, they just didn't have the bowling support to kind of... Uh, they didn't do well. Sunrisers, again, all of us said they didn't have a great auction. They were struggling and look what they did. At one point, they were topping the table, right? So... Uh, it's just margins. And Gujarat won five, seven last-over finishes, if I remember right. I, I just saw the stat today. Seven last-over finishes. Imagine if three or four didn't go that their way, right? Thirteen of two, Kartik, they won the match. Can you imagine that? So, you have to think that <laughs> they were lucky lucky also. So, It was written. It was written. The final in front of more than 100,000
0: <laughs> home fans. I mean, it was definitely written. Let, let's talk a little bit, traced about their opponents. Rajasthan Royals. Rajasthan, of course, playing for the late great shade won. They had a great season. I think. I think they can hold their heads up high. I, I, Gorra was saying that maybe just the first eleven was good, but that first eleven I think is so good it could beat any side on on their day.
2: So they were good, but uh, the main problem I think was the over reliance uh, on Butler, and uh, and Butler's over reliance came through because for a while, uh, Rian Parag wasn't giving runs, Padikal wasn't giving runs, Jesswal wasn't giving runs. They had to bring in Daryl Mitchell. Look pretty out of sorts. So, uh, you know, they found their way, but then there was over reliance, and eventually you saw that the purple cap and orange cap did go to Rajasthan Royals. But on the big day, the other people failed to step up, uh, uh, and um, that was sort of the case for most of the game. Uh, they needed people to uh, play around Butler, and only then did the team seem to succeed. And when that didn't happen, the batting wise, the team did struggle. Samson did not get huge scores, he got middling scores at a good strike rate, but uh, so i thought there was there, there were weaknesses and i think sanakara alluded to that in the post match uh, he said that there are there are many places of improvement i think there is improvement needed in the in the in the in the lower middle order and as uh, so for fast bowling even though bolt and uh, Prasid were really good in patches uh, sometimes Prasid did succumb to pressure and ashwin seemed to move away from uh, the kind of deliveries which batters actually fear from him uh, was bowling all sorts of things and uh, the clarity seemed to be missing. So, yes, they did well. They won the important matches at the, at the right time. But I'm still not convinced about their squad strength uh, moving forward, especially their batting. Hetmeyer came good. That was also very important to them. If Hetmyer did not come good for two, three games, I wonder where this team would have been uh, in terms of the league stage.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what we also learned from this 10-team IPL is like every team has some loopholes. And I think it's about managing those loopholes and how can they kind of punch about their weight. Like, every team has a problem. Uh, it's not like only Rajasthan have or Gujarat have. Even Chennai had, Bombay had, KKR had. Everybody had some kind of a uh, gaping hole. But I think it was it was about which team kind of managed that well, which team had uh, uh, multiple match winners which uh, Gujarat had but the Royals didn't have. And... Uh, and the thing is, if you look at the way the Royal season has gone, right? Five proper bowlers and six batters. Gujarat also had that, but they had the extra luxury of Hardik Pandya, maybe. And if you look at SRH of 2016, 17, 18, 19, you know, it was always Warner punching about the way it's scoring those huge runs until Basto came and uh, they had their bowling to kind of take them to the playoffs. It happened uh, one in one season when Kane Williamson scored about 750 odd runs and they had their bowling to do it. So, that's another model which has worked previously. It's not that it won't work, but you need that one player to kind of uh, really uh, do all the kind of uh, uh, scoring. And if you look at Chennai and Mumbai, their wins in the recent past, it's been more or less team efforts where you've seen multiple players uh, uh, scoring about 400-500 runs and, uh, and their bowling also coming to even though their bowling may not be uh, the uh, best in the tournament. So, the different ways by which we've seen in the last 7-8 years how teams have won the IPLs. So, Rajasthan have chosen that approach. They've gone with that approach and it's a risky approach. But look, it came off this time. Like Shreesh said next year, they have to look at if they're going the same approach, they need another 700 season from someone. Maybe if not Butler, it has to be maybe Jaiswal, someone else. So that's the approach you go with uh, uh, otherwise or you go with an all-around approach. Um, so at the end of the day, both the teams, Gujarat and Rajasthan have like, I would say, is, uh, it's, a very, is very Stokes long on their books team. Or
0: was he not part of the auction
1: no, he was not part of the auction.
0: He was not part of the auction. Okay. okay. So the yeah. kind of tail they have. Already rookies. looking forward to next season. Eh?
2: I think that's why Lucknow disappointed so much, isn't it, Gaurav? Because yeah, they was so well, well-rounded. And in that in that eliminator, we saw that KL Raul innings and we're thinking, this is the batting lineup this team has. And uh, and this is how they're not maximizing the potential. I think that was disappointing. If they would have won, then we could have said that we could have had a headline like auctions do decide tournaments. <laughs>
1: but we saw that did not happen. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think he spot on Lucknow and even RCB for that matter. That's why I'm again very disappointed with RCB. This was their best chance. Well-rounded attack, eight-seven-eight eight bowling options, uh, good but, batting. But
0: you're all, one second, y'all are talking about teams that finished third and
1: fourth. It's it's not bad. No, it's not bad. But when you have such a good auction, Karthik, and when you do a lot, when you tick all the boxes, right? And when, when we can like talk about gaping holes in Rajasthan and a little bit in Gujarat, you would think that these two teams could have gone all the way. And this is a good opportunity. I tweeted this a few days ago. Delhi Capitals had the best possible team in the last cycle. Amazing bowling attack, good batting, and uh, uh, and they made the playoffs on what, three uh, consecutive seasons, 19-20 and 21, but failed to go get across the line. Ultimately, that's what matters, right? That's how we uh, look at the praise we are giving for Hardik and Gujarat and Nehra and stuff. We hardly will speak about Pant or the Ricky Ponting that way because they didn't win at the end of the day. So, that's what that's... Like Shreyas, I echo the same sentiment. Uh, Lucknow and RCB, they did well. They came. They got rewarded for their auction performance. But you need to get across the line.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you do. Okay, we'll leave the final year. But one one last word on the final. And will I'll give this to you. You're a big Rashid Khan fan. I was surprised that uh, this was his first, I'm going to caveat this by saying major T20 title. I apologize to the other ones that he's won. But He's got the one. He's going to get many, many more. Where, where do you rank him on, on, say, the West Indian's level of T20 goatness?
2: So, the way people... Uh, you see how you can uh, measure a goat is how the opponent sort of uh, tackles you. Uh, so, that, so for example, the great uh, baseball players, they don't even get a hit because the pitcher throws it wide so much that the batter just walks to the first base. Similarly, you see in, when Andre Russell bats goat of batting you see there's a specific plan either going short to his body or going very wide bowlers don't move away from that at all and that's when you know that you know this person is so good you need to take these sort of tactics similarly with rashid khan the thing is that the way you see batters approaching him only a very few people have tried to succeed, uh, succeeded being aggressive to him and that is i think chris gale is one of them but apart from that everybody seems to want to defend him and uh, attacking him just seems to be a thing either to Start off a momentum or get him, uh, get him lose his own 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 momentum, or it's if the run rate is high. The way batters approach him, I think, defines how how good he is. And yesterday we saw both with Chehel and Rashid that eventually, if you if you have enough enough rips in your in your leg spin or your wrist spin, the ball will turn. We saw that Sudarshan got a wicket, uh, Sai Kishore got a wicket, but he was a bit expensive. Ashwin was very expensive as well, but. Yesterday, I mean, he was, he, that's an excellent spell. And he did get a chance to to capitalize when Royals were a bit down already. So he sort of, you know, just gobbled them up.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Well done, Rashid Khan as well, who called it the biggest achievement of... He was talking about his his T20 franchise career. So that's, that's good for Rashid, good for Gujarat Titans. Congratulations to them all. Now, I, I don't think we maybe need to get into teams of the season and all that. I think that's going to come up on our website pretty soon. And there's going to be a few talking points there, but of any other sides that 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 you want to pinpoint that you want to pick out? You're you're saying Delhi Capitals, for example, they're done with a cycle where they can probably now compete for the title. It's going to be a rebuilding phase once again for for DC. Any other sides who maybe went over or beneath your expectations? Uh,
1: yeah, obviously, I was. I am slightly very objective person, so I may not be the <laughs> right person to ask this question, but if you looked at from an auction perspective from a uh, bowling, if you look at the best uh, bowling sides, I think the top four teams were the best bowling sides. So, bowlers, uh, the team which had the, uh, a comprehensive bowling attack did make the playoffs. So, I'm happy that way. But uh, even Delhi Capitals, for example, this time, I thought they were just lucky. Uh, Punjab Kings had their own flaws but they had a better all-rounded squad. So, I expected them to kind of make it. KKR, to be very honest, I expected them to make it because they have that all-around squad. They have the depth. It's just that their players just didn't perform. So, uh, so I think what we're going to see, Karthik, uh, Uh, is that I don't think we're going to start seeing any more dynasties Uh, I think we're past that every team has flaws every team can beat the other team on a given day I think it's reaching a sense of kind of uh, it's going to be a level playing field There are parallel to the NFL, which is very successful because of this particular reason. Uh, Every year, you see different kind of winners, random teams winning. You do have the odd domination where certain teams keep coming to the playoffs like the Patriots. But usually, the winners are uh, very, very different every year. So, that's what's going to happen to the IPL. I think that's my prediction. I might be totally wrong four years from now when Hardik lives fourth consecutive title. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) But I think what we're going to see based on observation of this uh, particular IPL is is that I think we're going to start seeing teams being a lot more equal every year. We're going to have different winners, different people coming into the playoffs. And the margins are very, very light. I'm sure we all saw it this year again. Just 12 uh, uh, teams in 12 just failed to qualify. Teams at 14 just failed to qualify. It's just a matter of one win here and there. So, once the home away comes to, I think uh, it's going to be hard. We need to kind of set our expectations very, very differently moving forward. But also, if we could
2: just spend a minute on Mumbai Indians, maybe, karthik Mm-hmm. because uh, they are one of those legacy dynasty teams. And uh, it's not that they came 10th on net run rate or just two points above the below the teams in 6th or 5th. They had a complete blowout season. And with the team of that thing, it is quite worrying for Indian cricket as well because uh, Rohit Sharma seemed quite out of sorts. It's been a couple of seasons that way. Ishan Kishan got, got 12, 13, 14 games to really explode and give Indian cricket fans hope About how the T Twenty World Cup might go, but it was completely opposite. I don't know how Ishan Kishan is going to recover from here when he plays for India next. uh, He'll have to do amazingly well now because there are other people who've impressed as well. And Kiran Pollard, uh, the end of a legacy, I think. There, very disappointing.
0: It 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 was. Can I just say something though about about the Mumbai Indians? Ishan Kishan, I think we can we can excuse one bad season. Yeah, he's still young, he's still growing. I think Mumbai, when you look at their squad though, if you just look at upcoming seasons, and here I'm not talking national team, I'm talking Mumbai Indians. There's a Jofra. Archer, I hope he gets fit at some point who can come and join them. Bumrah is gonna play for a few more years. Rohit, I don't have a solution to. He's getting older and I, I don't know when the form is going to come back. But they have Tilak Ma. Tim Davis is just 26. Surya will be around for a little bit longer. And they have the two young South Africans as well. I don't know if they still pick both of them up from moving forward. But I think the core is there to do well, no, stress in the next couple of years.
2: I think there's a transition which is going to happen. And this year, sadly, wasn't the transition. It was the discovery that they need a transition. So I think next season, we will see that a bit more. And uh, about Joffre Archer, it's a massive gamble now that we we have hindsight. This guy gets injured way too much, you know, freak freak accidents, elbow injuries, all sorts of things. So for Mumbai, which is such a well-thought-out unit with the best scouts around, best analysts around, I guess, uh, how how they put all so much money into one basket of four overs uh, is sort of now it looks more and more baffling. It looked very nice that time but it looks very baffling and it's a, i think gorav also might know more than me but i think a decision like that uh, putting so much chunk of money into one role important role of a fast bowler fast bowler who doesn't turn up can absolutely derail your campaign because bumrah needs someone like him at the other end to to to, to put the pressure if it's only bumrah bowling and archer's not fit or half fit uh, we saw that bumrah can not take wickets and he started taking wickets only in the in the in the second half of the tournament when he changed his bowling bowling style so i am not convinced that next season will be a good one for mumbai either because there's no um, there's no um, proof that rohit sharma will will bat in a much different strike rate or or a manner uh, the kind of talk we have with Kale rahul for example who who bats so well in india colors when there are so many players around him and bats differently for lucknow Rohit has not shown any proof on which direction he's going as a Mumbai Indians batter. So, uh, there, there are
0: question marks, I think, uh, still in Mumbai. You, you have a lot of doubts yeah, about, I, about Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's fair enough. I think the one team we haven't touched on, and we can get Gaurav in here on this for one one final shot, is this Chennai Super Kings. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't do very well this season. There, there was the issue with the captaincy. Jareja was stepped down from the post. Then Jareja got injured. Dhoni is back at the helm. Kaurav, hey, Dhoni said he's coming back. So that's that's good. But how do you see the team and its structure as a whole right now?
1: Yeah, I think again, going back to the auction, I had no complaints of the way they went. I think they had good uh, depth Occurs all the uh, all roles. You can see that with the kind of evolution of say Mukesh Choudhury or Simhajit Singh, right? Just that Deepak Chahal was not there and I think they messed up with the captaincy and that was the big problem and I think you know, they're not a team which constantly chop and change. We saw that as soon as the first two games, I saw that there was something kind of wrong. They removed Conway. They bought in Jordan. They've been Petorius, bowled well. They removed Petorius, got in Jordan. When Dube started doing well, they removed Shivam Dube and got in uh, Raidu, I think, who kind of replaced him. Uh, so, basically, they've kind of uh, messed around quite a bit, which is very unlike them. I don't know uh, what went uh, behind the scenes. I think maybe it's uh, the... Pressure of losing, you know, a lot of people don't uh, give that. Uh too much credit uh, for the team when they make some changes. I saw so many tweets saying, how can uh, uh, Mumbai drop Tim David and stuff like that. Uh, in hindsight, it's so easy to do all these things when you've lost two in a row, three in a row. I'm sure if you're part of a think tank, you're part of the management and if the team says, hey, we've lost three, we need to make changes, you're not going to be there saying that, hey, no, no, we have to back every single player. They have to play the same team. It's not that easy. Even Punjab, Punjab Kings, very similar, right? So CSK, again, that pressure you when know, you start losing... It's a very, very tough place to be, the IPL. So, I think they played around too much. They didn't go by their template and uh, that kind of uh, cost them. But I think from a structure point of view, just comparing it, Mumbai, I think Chennai are a lot better. But they still have to, they don't have the kind of youngsters which Mumbai have. So, from a long-term perspective, Chennai are behind. But if you just ask me that next year, can they put a better team of 11, I think they are still okay. Uh, whereas uh, Mumbai, like you said, you know, they have some basic problems. Like if Archer doesn't go, they still have that problem. But Chennai now have played without Deepak Chah. So if Deepak Chah comes in, it's only going to get better. So that's how I look at it. But yeah, the likes of Raidu, Utapa, Bravo, we don't know how long they'll go. But more or less, they have a decent uh, structure, I would say. But they lack that basic structure.
2: I think finding conway caught combo at the end, just, I mean, they knew yeah. they had a combo. But just getting those combo among the runs... I think has given them a lot of confidence moving into next season.
0: Yeah, one of the most informed players over the last couple of years, Devon Devon Conway. Okay, quickly uh, then. Bl- bl- SRH will, yes or no, Shresth, will Kane Williamson be there next season?
2: Yeah, I think there will be because I the team has a genuine uh, lack of really senior cricketers. It's a team of youngsters. And I think uh, if we see a new, another senior cricketer coming in, uh, with a different mindset of Kane Williamson's, which most people have because Williamson is so unique, uh, you might see the team taking even longer to transition. I think there's potential to have learnings from here and stick with those learnings. Uh, like uh, utilize, give more balls to Aidan Markram. Maybe have him come in at come in as opener. Williamson dropping down, having keep continuing Abhishek as the pinch hitter. Umran by the time he comes in, twelve years uh, under the tut- tutelage of the NCA and and the best sort of Bowling minds around, which I'm sure there will be on him. All the eyes on him. You'll see that Umran Malik will be a extremely different bowler. Uh, people had a worry that maybe this season, that second season syndrome, he'll just get carted for runs. Maybe just all pace, no accuracy. But he showed this season; it's not the case. And so I think uh, SR is actually not in that bad a place. Uh, Rahul Tripathi is there as well. Puran in some games showed good good form. Shashank Singh, I think uh, he showed plenty of potential. And it's a good field in the outfield, so... You mean Sashank Kishore,
1: right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you you name so many of these players. They're all performing at, at a pretty decent standard. Then why Williamson? You'll get a lot of money in the kitty if you let Williamson go, no? So, I just thought about the,
2: about, uh, the, the, the team sort of messaging... Uh, if you get in, because there is no secondary leader in the team of that sort, apart from Bovi, who hasn't. Really okay, I'll I'll, I'll put something himself.
0: out there. One, you can you can go get Stokes if 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 you get the Williamson money in your bank.
2: That would be a great uh, thing. The kind of mindset of people, players around there, I think Stokes would vibe very well with the Markrams and Tripartis and purans for sure. Uh, it's it's that's a brilliant idea. Uh, do 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 they do that? That's uh, another question. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's a lovely idea from you
0: with yeah, Sunrisers fans, if it happens, and if you're listening, we did it. Okay, if if, if Ben Stokes comes, turns out for SRH next season, uh, it's been it uh, got of ten, 10 teams. I was skeptical at at the start, but I I have to be honest, I, I I had fun for the most part of of the two months, and and a really good playoff week to 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 cap it all off.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I'm not uh, tilting towards both uh, towards any extreme here. Uh, yes, the quality of talent, I was definitely wrong in that. I think India has superb depth from what, what where I saw this IPL. A lot of players didn't get chances. They've got chances. They've proved. So, that's it's going to be really good uh, in the future as well. Even if you make it 12 teams now, I'm more and more confident that you have the Indian talent to uh, get this out. But in terms of quality of matches, I still don't know. I felt like the middle 2-3 uh, weeks leading up to the playoffs was a pretty dull affair. We had 5 consecutive matches where teams uh, won by more than 50 runs, which is the first in any IPL season. So sometimes we didn't have too many close games no super over usually that happens in the within the first 10 days so somehow that i'm still not very convinced um, the final kind of made it even worse but but from a talent perspective man it's amazing india have uncovered so many talented people and in fact like overseas players are under a lot of pressure now so uh, like a good overseas play, if you have to be top-notch to be in that top four
0: yeah, and then we've seen when it puts pressure on them also, sometimes guys like Brevis come in and, and wow us all, right? Even, even if you're from, from from overseas. Okay, Joss Butler, Suresh, was named the most valuable player of, of the IPL. Let's look at some alternate awards here. Who would you give it to if not for Joss? I mean, you can name Joss, but do you have any other names you want to throw out there?
2: So if Butler would have scored, say, 600-ish runs, which is which on another... Another year could be a, a still, it could get you the, the cap. Uh, then I think we'd give, I, I would have given him to use uh, when the considering the, the reputation he came in after being uh, snubbed by RCB, dropped for the T20 World Cup. He did show some great skills for India after the T20 World Cup, but I think uh, he would definitely have been because no spinner has taken these many wickets ever in a competition. And we know that spinners don't bowl in the last two or three overs where people like Dwayne Bravo and Harshal Patel can feast on wickets. So, these are all wickets that were earned by him. So, it's a remarkable effort to get the number of wickets he did. And the other person I would probably have said, again, if Butler would have got, say, 600-ish or runs, then I would have really considered uh, someone like David Miller as well. Uh, because he stayed uh, he stayed not out for nine or ten games. And uh, in all of almost all of them, except the one where Daniel Sams defended um, he, he 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 took the team over the line or at least ensured that he had done the business before going. So, these are my two options. Uh, nobody else really. Uh, Andre Russell did really well but um, he basically carried KKR through the most wickets, 17, 330, 40 runs but he would have needed maybe 3-4 wickets more and maybe 100 runs more to be in contention.
0: I just want to say though, you kept mentioning if Butler had scored 600 runs. I think, I think that's a fair point because it just tells you the magnitude of the number of runs Butler scored. It's the second highest ever in, in an IPL season. He went past David Warner's 2016 effort, but not past Virat Kohli's 2016 effort. But it is outstanding. Both, both of them came in the same year. Butler's has come in 2022. Absolutely outstanding effort by Joss Butler. G Stats, you have any names you want to throw out? Uh,
1: not really. I think Shrest has kind of covered that. Uh, Joss Butler. Hardi, on, Hardik, Pandya? Hardik Pandya should be MVP. He, no, no, but four centuries and kind of carrying that team, yeah. he, again, yeah. playing clutch knocks, you know, if he had not played in the playoffs, he could have said the first half was great and second half was bad and blah, blah, blah. But he came back perfectly in time when the team needed him. And I think come on, four centuries in T20s when a player, in fact, I think Josh Butter didn't have a century till 2021. And suddenly he has like so many uh, centuries. Amazing. He's kind of, he knows his game. He's very clear and he... You know, the pressure of just performing when everybody thinks that you have to perform. I kind of rate that very high and he did it.
2: He did acknowledge his lack of form in the middle also in the second half of the league stage. uh, Where he said that he had a lot of honest conversations with Sangha and the boys about what mindset he's in. And he said that he had to come out of a difficult situation because he was thinking of approaching cricket in a different way after those runs in the first half. And uh, he had to, you know, temper that. Sometimes it's important to get that intervention uh sometime just before it dips so low that you cannot recover from it. And I think he got that at Rajasthan Royals as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Umran Malik won the emerging player of the year. We won't we won't really get into that. We've we've had an emerging player of the year conversation, conversation to that a few weeks ago, I think, with Shreyas, And I think it was pretty unanimous that Umran would win. Alright, so before I let you go, a couple of more questions. Maybe one one guy each who you think will get capped by their national side within the next, say, the next 10 to 12 months before the next IPL begins, G-Stats?
1: Good question. I would say Deval Brevis and Mohsin Khan.
0: Oh, Mohsin Khan. That's, yeah, that's a shout. Mine, mine would, more in hope, but Rahul Tripathi, I know he missed out this time. I, I hope that call-up comes sooner rather than later. Shrest?
2: So, I haven't just checked. Uh, there's been so much cricket happening, but I think Arjdeep Singh is still uncapped, Right. So, and uh, if so, I think Ajdeep Singh could be one who is going to make a mark. And I think uh, given how closely Rohit Sharma has seen Tilak Verma, I think there could be a good chance that they just give him a give him a run of few games the way they did with Venkatesh Ayer. We can see that Dravid and Rohit don't mind throwing that gamble in just with one season. And to be honest, if you compare Ayer's 2021 season and Tilak's 2022 season, I'd give much more credit to Tilak uh, because he showed he can bat in… In the appropriate uh, strike rates at different periods, when uh, sort of struggled with that uh, originally in the IPL, where he just was very good in the power play but struggled in the middle overs. So I think we can see Farma as well.
0: Yeah, Ashish Ar- Singh, you're right. Has not has not played, although he's got his call up. So yours could happen sooner than anyone else in, was in the series versus South Africa. Okay, now enough of these young guns. A bit of nostalgia then of both A.B. De Villiers and Chris Gayle have indicated that they're going to come back next season.
1: <laughs> yeah, they can easily come back. Team mentor, team strategist, uh, team catalyst. Enough for those to be their power-hitting coach. I, I think, I think Gale, Gale was pretty much
0: saying that he's going to come back as a player. And, and even De Villiers is being a bit coy about his future role.
1: Who knows? Uh, maybe the gale might be picked up by Gujarat Titans for that opening slot, and who knows what's mm. going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it it will be fun to see. Shresh, is there anyone, any any, uh, and and I'm putting this in quotes. I don't mean any offence by it. Any old hat out there whose whose stock has risen this season. I mean, it happened to Dhawan a couple of years ago or last season was it where, where his stock just shot through the roof. Anyone who surprised you and who you're confident enough will keep going, a Dwayne Bravo or even an even an Andre Russell for that matter. Well, Russell
2: impressed me uh, because he showed his fitness levels were up again. As I, as I mentioned some weeks ago, that is so crucial for Russell, the T20 player. The other the other people I would I would probably say is uh, Dhoni. Dhoni said, yeah. he did really well. Uh, he got the first 50 of the IPL 2022, by the way. And batting from that lower number. So, that was Dhoni. And the other person who has gotten rewards already, DK. People thought he was done after 2019 World Cup.
1: Oh, yes. And
2: uh, and here he is uh, fighting to play at the in October 2022. Uh, that's, that's, that's These are amazing stories. And and DK's one is m- most amazing because he sort of manifested it. He's sort of been mentioning this dream for the last few months. You know, it's, it's bubbling here and there. we're be having conversations. If it's a commentator somewhere, people are saying... People have to remind people on on the people listening that uh, he's not a retired cricketer. He's uh, just doing commentary <laughs> now. So these things, I think it uh, it's manifested well for him. And you love a good story to to end career. I mean, I mean, considering he's towards the end of his uh, international playing days, we saw that sort of ending with Ashish Nehra as well. Uh, the, the good guys of cricket deserve a, a, a tale ending of sorts. And I think DK is due for one, and he probably may just get one.
0: Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, we we we're, we're near. We have ended the season and we're nearing the end of this episode as well. Gaurav, what's up for you over the next few weeks, for the next few months? What are you looking forward to the most? Test
1: matches. It starts in three test days. Matches. Summer. England summer begins again. Are
0: test matches also known as the IPL off season? Is that what they're calling it <laughs> now? No, or or should I just get off this podcast right now? <laughs> it's-
1: I think just that it's been a bit too long and uh, it might get longer, so we have to get used to that. But having said that, I think it's a good change to have your England summer and we met again, watched India and South Africa take take part in five match T20 IC. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how these Indian... Uh, uh, IPL performers go there and how they deliver and what uh, as a build up to T20 World Cup you know T20 is going to be very interesting till th- this season because of the T20 World Cup every team has to start finding their uh, feet finding their eleven so that's going to be a topic which will run for the next 4-5 months but from a test match point of view Brendan McCallum is in and let's see if there's some change and whether it's going to be going to see some interesting test, uh, tests coming up so yeah I'm looking forward to that and also a good big long break
0: <laughs> Maybe the break is something you're not getting. Shresth, what's on your plate?
2: While G-Stats is all about the test match, I think I'm more about the wide ball cricket. And yeah. uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to see how Nicholas Puran captains, uh, West Indies, are playing Netherlands and Pakistan over the next three weeks in six ODIs. And these are extremely crucial ODIs for them because they are at this point nowhere in contention to make direct qualifications into the ODI World Cup, which is going to happen in... Uh, 2023. So, that so, so this tournament, this ODI Super League is going to culminate as well. Pakistan is going to be playing there as well. So, I think these, these O2 ODI series can be very interesting. Uh, Netherlands have the potential to create an upset against uh, a West Indies side, which is going to miss Jason Holder, it's going to miss Shimron Hetmeyer, and it's going to miss Evan Lewis. Interestingly, Lewis missed, uh, failed uh, the standards of cricket West Indies' fitness levels, and he got the award for the best IPL catch. Uh, from a position where uh, KKR needed three to win of two balls, so plenty happening, lots of subplots uh, everywhere, and that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And from India perspective, the Ranji quarterfinals are also happening. Don't forget that. So um, plenty to look forward to, to be honest.
0: Oh, absolutely, and we will be here on a weekly basis on stuff Mike covering it all. Shrest of Sundar Raman, that was a breezy 45 minutes. I think that's still lesser than the gap than the end of the match yesterday and the start of the presentation. So, well done. Well done, gentlemen. Um, Another thing, and I'm really proud of this fact, I've gone an entire podcast without mentioning Virat Kohli. So, yay. Yay yay to me as well. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today after the end of the IPL on ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. Listener, we'll be back over the weekend.